Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Download Kemp 360 for free today at kemptechnologies.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects Podcast. Today, uh, a little different, just the three of us here. I'm joined by Nick. Hello. And Warren. Oh, I wasn't ready. <laughs> That's so funny. So the beginning of the podcast and Warren's already broken. <laughs> yep. Well, we we missed you last time, Warren. I I, I got to say it. Uh, yeah. It you know the energy's a little uh, is different when you're not around. Yeah, you don't have anybody butting in while that person's true. trying to talk. That's <laughs> oh, true. So okay. this okay. uh, episode a little different I today. From from what we usually do, uh, this is actually also episode fifty uh, of the podcast, and I think uh, we have a couple of um, short episodes and and special editions. So. Uh, episode 55 in its entirety, but uh, labeled episode 50. So that's a pretty cool uh, milestone, I guess, as well. So uh, just the three of us today, no guests. So if you're used to uh, listening to our antics, you'll know uh, we usually always have a guest um, or two or three sometimes uh, on the show. But today, just the three of us here. And uh, we're really excited because we just get to hang out and talk about, uh, well, a, a whole raft of different things. So guys, maybe uh, we should start with the how many so so it's 50 episodes right yeah and we've had 40,000 listens and we know that this is true because obviously we pay the soundcloud uh, soundcloud and feedblitz subscriptions so 40,000 what is that per episode i didn't realize i was doing math on the show no but i'm, I'm just saying I'm, that's I'm prepared for this episode guys that's pretty <laughs> cool right no it and, is you know, cool. i th i think i think something that perhaps maybe we should talk about is about which are the more popular episodes and i guess a lot of them are security right but then we've got a lot that are based around community yep and a lot that are based sort of around diversity which seem to be sort of pretty significant when it comes to covid and the times that we have we're having right now um like tracy funder scaife i mean that was a that was a big one and our Anna Chu videos about inclusion. I mean, we got a bit deep around how COVID had affected her life and her job. And I mean, everybody else is. Yeah, that, and I, I, I mean, mean, I felt that too, right? Yeah. And it really, that really resonated with me. Uh, I wasn't on that episode, but I, I remember listening to it and it, it just, you know, spoke to me. But I, I will also venture to say that uh, anything we do with Anna. Whenever Anna comes on, I mean, she's basically a honorary cloud architect anyway at this point. Whenever she comes she on, did. it's always a fun episode, but it always is a very, very popular episode as well. Um, I think yeah. in some some highlights also, I think, over the, the years is uh, um, uh, when, we, when we've done things with um, Julia Foran. That was great. That was a really, really good episode. It was so much fun doing that. And I guess also, you know, being at Ignite and being there in person, doing in-person stuff is, is kind of cool. Um, so that one was really, really cool. Uh, and then, um, uh, uh, Greg, anything that we do with Greg Taylor, uh, is always super, super fun because he's just so funny. Right. I, I remember when we did our, um, 
a hybrid uh, configuration was a talk with him and he tried to uh, swipe my Mac screen because he thought it was touch screen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a really good time. I mean, I think we, um, if I think back to when everything started, I mean, you guys kind of really kind of got the ball rolling on this. And I, I remember uh, I was actually working in Memphis um so this would have been 2017 i think mm. um i was working in memphis uh with a customer there and i was traveling every week and um i don't remember if nick if you shared this with me directly i don't think so i think i found it somehow um and it was like episode two that you guys did with alistair um and i thought uh this is cool stuff that you guys are doing um i mean you know alistair is alistair right so um Needed the beeping machine on that one, but all I remember was his husky voice. Yeah, like, yep. His husky voice, and then when I actually met him in person, I was like, way skinnier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I remember. So I think the first episode I did um, was episode four, and I was in Memphis uh, in a hotel, and it was like six in the morning. Um, and, and I was trying to keep my voice down so that I wasn't waking up everyone around me, which is really hard when you have head, you know, a headset on cause you can't hear yourself. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, a, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I definitely miss the in-person stuff, you know, so I think we we can all agree. We've been a little bit, um, delayed or, or relaxed in releasing episodes, um, over the last year, just because the majority of the recordings we do, we try and aim for a couple times a year when we get together where we're in person and we can record, you know, several sessions over, uh, over a two or three day period. And of course that, that hasn't happened, but uh, you know, I look, I look forward to travel resuming at some point. I remember when I got a uh, opportunity to be with the two of you at Microsoft studios and all I needed to look at the do is uh, all I needed to do was look at the camera and say cloud technology and the people in it. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember <laughs> our byline. And the funny thing was, is that episode two, I kind of think of as our first episode because the first episode we ever did was horrendous. It was yeah. terrible. We were and sitting outside. It was on your terrace, I think. And yes. we like, we didn't know, we were trying so hard to put something together instead of just letting it sort of fall together. Yeah. Uh, I remember it was hard, eh? But I think, I think we've we've come such a long way. And by no means can I say that this is a perfect, you know, from a, from a like, uh, from every point of view, right? I think that there are a lot of people who do podcasts and everyone has their own different style. But I think that it's taken us, we kind of fell into a, a way of doing things, which I think works really well for us. You know, I think ultimately, um, in the beginning, especially, I remember those first few ones we did at the at, at Ignite 2017 or 20 the first Ignite we were at. Um, we were very stiff with those because we essentially tried to script out the whole episode before we did the episode, right? So, so yeah, you end up kind of that's what we do, right? We're architects, exactly. And so we, we put yeah. so much planning into every single episode. And I remember uh, when we were preparing to, to get up to Ignite, Nick said, well, you know, we should try and record about five or six over the week. And I was like, five or six? Are you insane? Like, how much effort are we going to have to put into recording five or six episodes? And, uh, and you know, we spent a lot of time in those days with show notes and basically every question we wanted to ask. And, and I think um, 
listen, looking back at them now, they were important episodes because they kind of got us into the groove a little bit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think we've learned to relax a lot, a lot over the last mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know 50 episodes. And so now it's it's a lot more just free flowing conversation. And I think that yeah. that is the style that works for us, right? We have the pers- we have personalities that that work better in that kind of relaxed, free flowing style. We're a lot less picky on the edit now. I think. Remember, I remember the first few, we would take weeks to edit just because we were yeah. trying to get rid of every stumble and every little thing. Yeah. I think we we're starting to be a little bit more relaxed about it as well, just because it it doesn't detract from the episode. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Um, so occasionally we still need to do things, but for the most part, um, it doesn't. It, it's been a good journey. I think it's been it's been a lot of fun. So. Um, I like and I said, I'm editing looking... is vital, right? Yeah. Do you remember the time? And I'm going to say this now because it's funny. Do you remember the time I, at Ignite and I needed to pee so bad? <laughs> I was wondering which one you're going to pull out of the bag, and I'm glad it's just that one. Yes. Yeah, no, there've been a couple, but um, like I find our best episodes are the ones that are generally unscripted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ones that where what happens is we sort of go on a tangent and we sort of hit the personal aspects of the people that we're talking to where something, even though they're talking about the technology and we're trying to make a pretty impactful point, generally there's like, so like how many people have asked Tony Redmond why his Twitter handle is what it is, right? So we did it. I have. And then, you know, when I, look, I, I, I may have stepped a couple of uh, like boundaries when I asked which CEO was better as we got through the Microsoft ones, but generally most people gave a really good answer. Mm-hmm. They would give a non-biased sort of um, honest answer about how they felt for each CEO. And it wasn't like, okay, well, name this one because this one is the best. Nobody ever said this one is the best. And nobody ever said this one's the nicest. They gave like an overall perspective on what it was to work for the company at that time. And it sort of achieved the results. But then again, like I said, editing is great. Um, and it was a Ignite episode. <laughs> we were running backwards and forwards. And it also gives some sort of indication of how busy we were generally at Ignite. Mm. So it was five days, go, go go, go, go. And Mm. when you're done going, go some more because there's more things to be seen. There's more people to be talking to. Mm. There's hundreds, if not thousands of MVPs. There's all these amazing people that you get to meet. I mean, like, you know, if we have to take Summit to meet, like meet Mark Rusinovich, you see his talks now on the latest Digital Ignites, right? And you, you get to see all the cool stuff that they're doing with quantum computing and orbital and all that stuff. And you're like, I met that guy. Mm. He's about this high. <laughs> it's like it, it gets way really intense, for sure. Um, yeah. But I, I remember the one you were talking about because there was there was one episode that we did. I think it was our second ignite where we were recording in a particular place, and then halfway through the episode, they kind of ushered us out of there. We had to kind of put yeah. everything on pause, and then we had to find another place. I think we did that one. It was with um with Antonio Maya. We were talking about. Uh, uh, um, compliance, I think, and governance, uh, if I remember correctly. And and that was before we started doing video. So, of course, mm. when you listen to that episode, I think it's really difficult to pick up that 
you know, we actually had about a 20 minute break in between the midway through that episode. Cause we, and we lost, you know, we had to move, we had to reset up everything. The acoustics is slightly different in a different place. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. I think we've also come a long way in terms of technology and the way we do things on the show, right? Like um, the equipment we're using is, is obviously a little bit better now than what we started with. Um, yeah especially when we're at conferences, you know, we really have the mobile recording stuff. Thank you, Kemp. Yes. And we have to, you know, we have to shout out to Kemp Technologies for that. You know, they've been a supporter of the show, I think, right since the very beginning. Um, never shy to kind of help us out with equipment when we need it. And, um, you know, I think we're we're looking forward to, you know, continuing that relationship with them. Uh, but it's helped us with our mobile recording because we have, you know, pretty much every gadget you need now to set up. And it's always fun when we go into the recording booths at Ignite because they have any all the equipment that you could possibly want in there. And then we walk in with all of our stuff as well. And so, you know, the techs there just look at this and go, yeah, you guys have probably done this before. Um, and that's, you know, yeah. 100% is, is YouTube, right? You guys are the guys who make the show go from a technology perspective. You know, I think um, for, for me, uh, like I'm a lot more involved in, in the scheduling and the sequencing and making sure every, everything's on time and these people show up and all of that stuff. But the back end work, I mean, Warren, I still don't understand how you do all of the stuff you do on your Mac as far as the audio <laughs> stuff goes. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, look, I think it, it takes, uh, you know, it takes three to, to do this. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tripod here and we're not all three always on every episode. Um, but I think that's it's kind of how it, it rolls, and it it definitely works, man. I love you guys. Yeah, I really the, miss the, the, being able to hang out. Is, I love you too, dude. And you know the presence is felt. You can yeah. like sort of yeah. feel it yeah. when there's no when there's like two of us on a show. Uh, you know, yeah. minus one. It's more like you know, Warren would make some true. beep 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 comment right now, and then everybody has a laugh, yeah. and then you're like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> would be like it would like roll over into the like the next piece and there's always like some sort of present and you know what else is pretty cool is um time zone doesn't matter for nothing i mean i know we've picked up a, a call um it was with the lady that you used to work at inside what was her name um oh yes 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 anna 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 was a beautiful podcast about all the different pieces that went into moving things into the cloud and sort of like this big long journey and me and nick had just woken up but just yeah. purely because of the fact that we were in hong kong yeah I and, mean, I, and i was, was gonna like, say the only time it becomes a real challenge is when we have to do um yeah. south africa the us and australia on one call that becomes yeah. sequencing pain because you know we, we we've done one with greg sheridan if I remember correctly, I think it was, and we did one with Ashwin Powell as well a little while ago. Did. Um, I think it was 1 a.m. maybe or 2 a.m. for me. So I, but yeah. I usually kind of, because you guys are in the same time zone, I usually, I'll, I'll pull the the rough end of that one if I have to, because it just gets it done. Plus, it's easier for me to be up and, and you know, going late at night. I don't, I'm not going to wake up any kids or anything like that. Nick, you've been so quiet, dude. you got to say cool stuff about us. Otherwise, we're going to cry. Do you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on, on everything that the two of you said, and I, I, I'm going to start off by a shout out to you for different things, because without Chris, sometimes we wouldn't have something to talk about, and he's pulled topics out of the hat where I think, oh, yeah. that's amazing. How have we not done a show about this? 
and the amount of times that Chris and I have done a shout out to the Warren. The Warren. <laughs> oh Where God. is the Warren? I, and thank we God miss the episode Warren. is quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and and to be fair, you know, the, uh, our un-Warren recorded history reflects that every show where there's no Warren, the Warren is mentioned. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, no, there's no blooper reel. Well, actually, I, I think I'm, I'm responsible for, for a bunch of those. But one of the, the nice things that we get from the energy that you bring, Warren, is that there's this humanizing element that you bring where we don't just talk about technology. Because honestly, without people, none of this no. would be worth anything. Correct. And one of the great things that we get to do is we get to talk to these amazing people who all suffer from imposter syndrome. They all think, yeah. I'm just me. What have I mm. got to offer anyone in the world? And it really takes sometimes the three of us to pull those nuggets out of those people mm. who are amazing human beings don't necessarily think of themselves as any special, anything special, until they realize that there's somebody looking up at them saying, I wish I could be you. How could I become you? And especially as a, a dad to two girls, that's a super interesting conversation for me because I go home and I get to say, do you know that I just met, going to pick on someone, Anna Chu. And do you know that she does this thing globally and influences like a billion people and they're like wow that's cool dad how do i do that mm. and then i get to ask you the question yeah and one of the coolest moments ever was when i got to ask mary jo foley a question that my daughter asked said you're going to meet mj and she only knew who mj was because i listened to the windows weekly podcast mm. so it's like ask her how do I become a reporter? So I get to ask MJ, and MJ says, "Don't do that." Yeah, <laughs> you know change, what I think? Change your career. <laughs> you uh, you touch on something there that I think we've already mentioned a couple of times um, today is is the human element, right? It's uh, you know uh, um, the cloud, and and it's the people using it is 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 the important part of this because I think for us and a large part of the show. Say it again. And making it. Yeah, and I think an important part of the of the show is that human element, right? And and yes, we like to geek out and get technical, and we certainly want to make sure that we fill um, the time with technical content that is going to be interesting to folks listening, right? It doesn't matter whether whether you're a security analyst or whether you're a you know an IT pro or sysadmin, whatever it is you do, we want to make sure that we have something relevant to talk about that is going to be technically interesting to you, but we also like that human element because that's how we grow and learn as human beings right um and what's really interesting is i know we did one of the episodes that we did with with anna and I, i'll keep picking on anna because it's it, it, you know it's, it's easy um is we were talking about how she did her you know got to do her job that she does at microsoft right and you know my wife works in in marketing and advertising um marketing as well and like Carmen listened to that episode with me in the car. We were driving down Austin one time and she was just 100% there. Like she, you know, cause oftentimes when I listen to an episode in the car um, and if she's with me, she, you know, she will listen sometimes, but it's not, she's just kind of listening. It's not something that she's always like super, super interested in. Um, but with that episode in particular, she was so excited and like super interested in 
hearing what Anna had to say about how she kind of got to where she is and what she does. And so I think that's kind of nice to be able to transcend, I guess, something that isn't just 100% technical all the time. And it has that human element to it, which is kind of important, I think. And there's always that connection yep. between the two. You always ask for like a personal story. I mean, I mm. remember Ross Smith or uh, one of the typical examples, again, Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor's always got a really cool story. I mean, you look at Brent as well, as far as the exchange guys are concerned, they always got, mm. and um, uh, calendaring with Julia, right? So um, uh, it was like, I love you more than calendaring. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, um, marriage vows. Yeah, marriage, <laughs> I love you more yeah. than calendaring or something. And we were like, really? And so yeah. the thing is that the technology is married to the person who's in charge yeah. of it in some sort of weird, strange way. Um, and there's like something insane that has happened in their life. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why it rings out in my brain, but like a child being born on the, the release of a, 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 a CU update or something. I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but, you know, like each sort of time. And then when we chatted to Mary Jo Foley and she was like, OK, well, I actually told Steve Jobs to get lost. And you're like, hold on a minute. Yeah. that's like a legendary yeah. story why yeah. don't i know yeah. about it or or yeah. and, and it's got to do with a personal perspective is she didn't know who steve jobs was at the time and then you know the i love you more than calendaring thing means well there's a little bit more than the technology but also at the same token the technology is incredibly important to these people mm. and these are what they try to portray to the world and I think that's a great segue to sort of push the conversation into that perhaps ah, we had an episode. It was called the Unsung Heroes. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yep. And the Unsung Heroes about the documentation team. Yes. And you go and you look at the documentation team and ah, look, uh, since working for Microsoft, I, I understand that what goes into the documentation and that if it's not in the documentation, there is some sort of service level agreement that becomes expensive but you didn't say x in the documentation and you can only imagine the contribution factor that goes into these documents and mm. they were there right they gave us a personal explanation yes. uh you know they gave us a personal explanation onto how it was that they felt about the documentation mm. um you know, and you have Aaron and Aaron leading up the docs sort of learn and the way learn is moving and why they decided to go a specific way. Mm. It's not just this big ignite massive presentation. Look at all our cool stuff. You know, it's more, well, there's a reason the technology exists. It exists because people like you happen to want it, but it's also because I happen to want it. <laughs> Yeah. And it's there, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I so I got to detract yeah. just a little bit and say that that dance move over there is going to make its way into some <laughs> blooper reel at some point. <sighs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it definitely it's been a it's been a good uh, however many years now, um, fifty five episodes in total, episode fifty. Um, but how about we talk about some something a little more technical here or at least um something a little bit more topical um uh 
what uh, what do you guys got? What's got what's going on with you guys at the moment? Like, what are you? Can we, can we not mention on? the outage that happened last week? Well, I mean, I'm sure we can we can get to that or not get to that. Um, but what do you? I mean, what are you guys spending your time on at the moment? What's what is uh, lighting up or bubbling up in in your worlds today, Warren? Uh, so look, the the outage thing is a thing, um, and. <sighs> When, when you look at it, like it wasn't even necessarily uh, an outage. It's more things are moving so quickly, and there's a lot of perspectives on it. Is so I've read a couple of articles around how many updates can they release for teams? I mean, why are there so many? Why are they going so quickly? Um, because you asked for them. Okay, but then the the big enterprise companies who take time to adopt certain features, I clearly understand. And obviously, there's certain ways of introducing these features into the organization. And now, the same thing works. Is what, what what is the DevOps the DevOps term? I think it's fail fail fast, fail hard, or uh, I can't remember the exact terminology. No, you're just but... describing my childhood there. That's all that is. <laughs> Fell fast, fell hard. The velocity of uh, deployment. Mm -hmm. um, so if we have to look at the outage, okay, and the you know the public root cause analysis says uh, there was a sort of deployment that happened, and there was a key inside of Azure AD that retained longer than it should have. But because of that fact, and because of there's so much deployment happening all the way around the world, and there's this cascading deployment that goes, when you revert to change, the revert takes as long as the initial deployment does, right? Mm -hmm. And so the outage, even though it was resolved an hour later than it, you know, than, than we noticed, or than the the security team noticed, it took another 12 hours before that change was eventually replicated. But that's obviously got to do with the velocity of what happens on a daily basis, how many servers get deployed, what updates get made. So do we go back to the, the days of deploying slower or do we keep to where they are now? Or what is it that we, you know, as global companies, what is it that you do to then make everybody happy? And I can guarantee you that there is no way. There no, is no way. You can't make Somebody's always going to have an issue. I mean, after Ignite, I heard people talking about, wow, geez, what is this whole Burning Man festival that Microsoft's invested to? I mean, <laughs> is everybody going to be wearing VR headsets and um, taking LSD? And visiting these big Burning Man, Cirque du Soleil sort of vibes happening around here. But that's not the point. The point is that the technology is going to be used for many things. There's going to be 24-hour-a-day virtual surgeries and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you'll never ever fix everybody's issues. Um, and I get that certain people place a lot of money, time, investment, people on certain things but i don't know you can't fix everything i think you, that's you can't i think look i think that the challenges we're in it's uncharted territory right with this just the the sheer kind of scale of 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 the service and then all of these updates that are constantly flowing through um 
it's a tough, it's a tricky balance because you, you, on the one hand, you don't want to revert back to the old school, like, oh, we'll, we'll send you an update every three months and it will just be massive, right? It doesn't scale when you do that. Um, but at the same time, I do understand and I can feel the pain of large organizations who who just are trying to get their users to you know, bring a lot, come along on this journey. And when was the last time you deployed an exchange patch, number one? And let's talk about that for, for a sec. Is there were there was a big exchange vulnerability that was found out. Mm -hmm. Massive across the board for everybody that's on-prem. Four, actually. I think and, four CVEs, right. I think. Yeah. Now, now, you go and you say, okay, well, your support for Exchange 2010 ended like a millennia ago. But Microsoft still releases a patch so that you don't get taken down by this specific vulnerability, um, which saves a bunch of people. Um, but again, they didn't have to. Mm. They didn't have to release it. They, they could have said, okay, well, you're out of support for like not just 10 years, but 13 years you're out of support. So we weren't going to patch your stuff. I mean, that's your issue for not updating, but they didn't. But then you go and you see this Active Directory out, outage that happens and everybody's like, oh, geez, you can't use Microsoft Active Directory. It's a problem. I mean, guys, hold on, hold the phone. You know, Superman has some kryptonite right here. And then what happens is it goes. <laughs> I mean, I think that's <laughs> like a valid point. Stuff, right? like, stuff you, like this happens all the time, right? You're never, you're never thanked or praised for the things you do mm -hmm. well in comparison to the things that go bad, right? You're always, you're, that's, it's always going to stick in people's minds. I think that's, it's just a cultural thing that we, it's a culture that we live in. People are always going to remember the bad, right? Um, but I think this, to me, this highlights a couple of things. So to your point, with with those exchange um, CVEs, Microsoft actually released patches for out-of-date versions of Exchange as well, which I think that's the first time they've ever done that. And I was reading a, a Scotch Null article just recently about this. So if your Exchange server wasn't at the latest CU, so you could get the actual um, uh, you know, security fixes, they actually released wedge updates for for those old of out-of-date versions again yep. didn't have to do that right but they take it seriously enough to go you know what we need to account for some of these folks who are not um, updating as frequently as they should be and we want to leave, get them help them out as well but the other thing that i think it raises um a question or at least in my mind the discussion and we've had this discussion before on the show is uh when you look at something like azure ad should you be monitoring that yourself so that you can get ahead of outages and and because outages are still going to happen right love them or hate them like we can do everything we can to mitigate every single outage but the reality is at some point something's still going to go wrong and and you're gonna you're gonna now where do you want to be at that point do you want to be reacting to that outage or do you want to be the one Getting getting in front of the users and saying, "Hey, folks, there's we've noticed this thing. We've picked up on this outage. Um, we're coming up with some sort of strategy to try and lessen and ease the pain." So I, I definitely mm. think it does raise that that conversation again of should we be monitoring stuff independently of the the monitoring tools that Microsoft give us, right? Um, so that's you know my my two let, cents. Let on me that, interject I, on on something there, and it, yep. and it kind of depends on on where you're at as a business because it also takes us into this whole thing of well 
I'm paying for a service and um, it should be always on, except it's on within its SLA. And and to be fair to Microsoft, the number of outages are still well within the, the published SLA that's, that's out there. And the other thing is, is that there's this whole thing about confusion around should I back up stuff that I put into a public cloud service like Office 365 or Azure because, you know, the cloud does it all for me, mm -hmm. which is a fundamental misunderstanding of what a backup is and isn't. Mm -hmm. And talking of conversations that we're having these days, a lot of it is around understanding what is your actual business requirement mm -hmm. and if cloud doesn't meet that requirement and its default state that yep. you need to be spending money and if one of your your business requirements is to manage slas then for sure you need to be managing the availability or the lack thereof of a, a cloud service no matter whose cloud service it is mm -hmm. because maybe four nines isn't good enough for you and I've, I've had customers who have gone from three nines to four nines on storage services in Azure, for example, and um, and Warren will, will know who I'm talking about there because they, they decided to replicate all of the SSD storage from one region to another region so that they could get three nines in two locations because normal storage gave them four nines and SSD only gave them three. That wasn't good enough. And for them, that was critical enough to double their storage spend. Mm. Not every customer is in that boat, but what it does boil down to is mm. understand what your requirements are. And as you go into cloud, make sure that you can meet your requirements in one way or another. And if that means going to a backup vendor and backing up Office 365 so that your internal SLAs and the promises that your business has made to its users are kept, then by backup. If the versioning in Office 365 and SharePoint and the single item retention that Exchange gives you fits inside your definition of backup, then hey, you're it. winning. Yep. Absolutely. But, then don't spend money. Again, but but it, it also comes to, and I, and I have an analogy around insecurity around this as well, right? It comes to, so understanding requirements is one, but being whole in your requirement. So having a requirement to backup all your stuff that's only one half of the equation. You need to be able to figure out how to restore that when yeah. it actually happens, right? Because when the rubber meets the road, what good is all of this backed up data if you don't have a process that is streamlined and that can re restore it? Yeah, but and if you decide, the, go ahead. No, the difference is, again, with Nick, is understanding the difference between the two. So of like course, if, you, if you've got an RPO of zero, right? An RPO or an RTO, RPO of zero, mm. it is no longer disaster recovery. It no longer includes a backup. Why? Because a decision to go DR takes time. Yeah. That and time the, immediately puts you out of the RPO piece, which right. means you're doing a high availability, right? So yep. is it high availability or is it disaster recovery? If it's disaster recovery, then it goes to your point, which is, can we backup and can we restore? And can yeah. we do so without impacting production? Is the yeah. answer yes. Cool. Yeah. Fine. So the difference between the high availability and the disaster recovery, and again, everybody's like, oh, but we have to abide by this law and that law and this law and that law. And I said, okay, hold on a second. Well, what does the law say? Hmm. Does the law say you need X, Y, Z? 
Okay. So can we prove X, Y, Z with this? No, 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 no. Why not? Are you sure? And <laughs> so there's a lot of times where it's like, but on, I mean, like if you look at uh, geo-redundant zone replicated storage in Azure now, mm. which is basically two regions with availability zones, 69s. <laughs> Right. 69s. Yeah. Okay. Show me and something on premises that's going to give you that. <laughs> 69s. And they're like, okay, but uh, Azure Active Directory went down the other day. <sighs> okay. Well, let's compartmentalize for a bit. Mm. Let's understand what your requirements are. Mm. I mean, granted, there's a service principle that you happen to be connecting to Dynamics 365, which contains all of your customer data. You weren't affected. Why? Because the token didn't expire. So you're good. You're good. But um, Auntie Joan in the front who answers the phone, she couldn't log into her Azure Active Directory. And the guys that were supposed to be making changes that evening couldn't exactly make the changes because they had a certain time window. That I understand. But it's like, did you experience an outage on your services that live with inside Azure? And the answer is no. Did I perhaps interrupt your sleep when you had scheduled the change? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize most profusely. It was a mistake. But like what I'm saying is there's degrees of severity. Mm. And did <laughs> it's like you say, Nick, we like sort of I keep saying we. That's because I'm on too many meetings at the time. But um when Microsoft goes and they, they 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 attach these SLAs to these products and you know you mess up the SLA, there's obviously there's a penalty. Mm. And Microsoft take it very, very seriously, these sorts of things. So yeah, perhaps maybe you weren't able to, you know, deploy a managed instance in that couple of hours, or you weren't able to deploy a new storage account in that time. Understandable, but did let's say the storage that was configured correctly with the right key vault on the right private mm -hmm. endpoint go down? The answer is no. Mm. Was any data lost? No. So there's there's a lot of degrees of severity here. And again, like if we have to look at Solarigate, which is what they're calling it, right? Solarigate. Yes, Microsoft employees were compromised by the scandal. Okay, well, well you know what? That's what zero trust is there for, right? And I can almost guarantee you that this is happening to every single company every single day where some sort of employee gets compromised because they went and they had coffee at the Starbucks. And then you look at the Solarigate and it's like, okay, well, the government, <laughs> the government got hacked here. So now it's a big issue. But what, what about everybody else that was hacked by the Solarigate scandal? I mean, like... How many customers do you have using SolarWinds products? Oh yeah, I, I'd venture to guess a bunch, right? I, I don't know specifically, but I think that there are, there are a fair few. Um, but I mean, you can you can use the F5 um, scenario from a few months prior just as well, right? I mean, I, I would venture to say if significantly more folks had got had issues with that, and yeah. and and realistically, like, why would you need your management interface open to the internet to begin with, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, the, the examples are, are endless here. I think also um, your point of severity is 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 an important one. But 
again, like everyone goes, everyone says, oh, but you know, we don't want to, we don't want to use Azure AD. We want to keep everything in-house and on-prem because we can control the, the whether there's an outage or not. Well, you can't control whether the guy with the backhoe rips out your fiber by mistake, right? And what would you say in that situation? You'd be like, well, it's not our fault. We, you know, it, it is what it is. It sucks, yeah. and we'll get back online as quickly as we can. It's the guy with the spade. Yeah, Go talk to him. And yeah, exactly. Sure. And so now, you know, when when these things happen in Azure AD or in the service, yeah, it's potentially some guy with a backhoe it's just you just don't know about it right um and again i you know i think i think there are there are i mean there's, there really isn't anything you can do it's this is the world we live in now but you can be better prepared for it right we yes. so we had um about a month ago we had some really really crazy weather here in texas um to see oh, the point where it. now you know in, it was making angels it was well below zero um, here. Um, now, in you know, in 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 old money, it was we were at uh, minus eighteen Celsius here. Wow! At, at one point. Um, now, I've obviously I'm not from a cold place, right? Uh, but I spent some time working in some of the colder parts of the U.S. in during the winter, so I'm relatively accustomed to snow and ice and stuff like that. But the difference is here in Texas, we're not prepared for that kind of stuff. We we don't have the infrastructure. To support, you know, constant salting of the roads and, and and all of that stuff, and and even us here at home, we knew the weather was coming in, and everyone had said, "Oh, it's going to be a cold weekend, and there's going to be some ice and some storms, and you know, it's going to go below zero." And we're like, "Okay, cool." And so I remember on the Friday, this all happened sort of Sundays when everything started. So Friday night, I went across the road to the supermarket, and I pulled in, and I thought the whole parking lot's full. I live in Texas. Like we never have issue with parking ever, right? And and I thought this is ridiculous. And I went inside, and the the lines for the checkout were like stretching around the store. And I thought, like I'm just getting chips and dip and a couple of other things because we had so some no friends. So no toilet paper. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't get any of this this like <laughs> like crazy stuff. Right? I was just getting stuff for that night, and everyone was like clearing the shelves. And I was like, what are what are people expecting exactly here? Right. And I think that the reality was kind of somewhere in between my brushing the situation off and like what the naysayers had said. Right. It was kind of in the middle because what actually had happened was when the snow happened, we lost power and we didn't. We ne I mean, I don't live in South Africa anymore. I don't know what power outages are. So I, d I wasn't expecting to lose power. So that was a problem for us because power went out on Sunday night and the house was nice and warm because the heat was running. Um, so we were like, oh, we'll go to bed. It'll be back up in the morning. We woke up. No, power's still not, not on. And now we're negative outside. So the house is starting to cool down. Um, and it got, you know, it got really cold inside and we had to, we had to leave and, and go find somewhere else to, to be because of, it was just cold. But then because of all the snow and the ice on the roads, people couldn't, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't leave, get, get out anywhere. Right. And or, more importantly, supply chain couldn't operate. So we couldn't get food into the supermarkets. And even, you know, by Tuesday afternoon, our power was restored and we were, we were fine. Uh, we were having outages every three hours, I think. Um, but I was able to, I could keep all my equipment online with UPS. So <laughs> it was, we were able to work and do all of our regular stuff, but we weren't able to find food anywhere because all the supermarkets around the area um, their refrigeration units had gone out. 
So they weren't wow. allowed to sell any of the fresh produce That's anymore. Insane. So like, it's I've like never, a zombie apocalypse. It's I've like, never it's seen like this. Like you walk, yeah, you walk into the supermarket and and folks, um, like they had tape across the. You couldn't open any of the refrigeration units except for beer. If you wanted beer, you could get that, um, but you couldn't get anything out of the refrigerated section, right? So, you know, for, for a week or two, we, we we were like we were living off some canned goods and stuff. And to make it worse, it's like. We we go camping a lot, so we have a lot of camping like propane stove and kettle and just everything that I that we could have used to survive, lights, everything in the house without power. But all of the stuff was in the storage locker, like two blocks away, and I didn't think to get it because I didn't anticipate that that you know the problem. And that's the and I'm a very long story to make the point of that like if if you're prepared for something. Generally, it's going to be a lot easier to deal with it than when it just you're not prepared at all, and this this thing comes along, right? Um, so so anyway, you, you know, we, we got through it okay, but we could have it could have been a lot easier on all of us if we had just been a little bit more prepared. So Azure AD outage, multi-factor outage, all of these things, uh, you know, if you think about these scenarios now, because they're not pie in the sky, this will never happen to me scenarios plan for it think about what you're going to do the next time that thing happens and how you're going to be notified and how you're going to be alerted and how you're going to alert your customers or users um, if you do these things it may be a little easier to handle than just oh no i gotta wake up early or i, I i'm getting pulled out of bed in the middle of the night because azure ad's gone down yeah and i guess where yeah. do you draw the line right yeah because you've got what happened to you there right then you've got these these oaks that you watch on the discovery channel called like the preppers yes and right they have their entire basement covered in baked beans yeah i mean that's like that i mean they're prepared to live off of their basement for the next 25 years and then and you think generate their own energy and methane yes methane from feces i hear it's a thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we will not be going into that on this episode. Okay. Like if, if we <laughs> if we have to think about it logically and we say, okay, well, from an Azure AD perspective, okay, how long before the baked beans change the shape of their can? Or how long before the baked beans expire? Or how long before the baked beans start changing their flavor, et cetera, et cetera. And we 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 start to think about these things moving forward, saying, well, you know, there's a good chance that this technology is going to change in the next eight hours mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's how fast things are moving nowadays. Yeah. And we, 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 well, again, where do you draw the line? What do we do? How do we move forward? And then they get into this analysis paralysis of, okay, I am frozen in fear now. I'm not leaving my house until the zombie apocalypse. So I'd like to, to add my, 20 Please cents do. on that one. And being a, a CEO means I get to do beginning of the year messages to the company employees and, and, and generally just like, what, what are we, what are we doing this year? And what did we learn from last year? And last year was an exceptionally difficult year for everyone, mm -hmm. unless you were a mollusk under a rock last year wasn't pleasant mm. but one of the takeaways and i think this speaks directly to where we're at with cloud is 
change is here to stay. And unless you one of our exceptionally few data center only customers, your rate of change isn't changing. And I remember one of the guests that we had on the show that called out that, and um, Chris is going to remember her name when, when I, I mentioned this. She worked for a global marketing company and she said that if Microsoft decreases the rate of change of the number of changes coming to Teams every week and every month, that as millennials, they're going to get bored and they'll move to a competing product. Mm. And one of the things that I said in, in my message from, from last year to this year was that last year was really difficult. We probably expect this year to be difficult. However, that doesn't mean that we need to cower in fear and not do anything and wait for the wave to hit. It's more of a case of we've learned how to deal with last year and now we have the tools to deal with this year. So we're still in the way that the world is, but it doesn't mean that we need to cower in fear. We now have the tools to deal with this year. And that means we we carry on, we keep on executing, we keep on being human, we keep on communicating, and we, we all despise not seeing each other in person. And that is a huge strain on a lot of us, but we do know how to deal with it. And to talk about the amount of change that we have in cloud, it's inconvenient. However, it gives us a benefit that's disproportionate, I would argue, to the amount of discomfort that it brings. Mm -hmm. And with that, if I look at the few outages that I can literally count on one hand in cloud that have affected us in some way or another, literally over the last 10 years that we've been in cloud or longer, I think that's okay. And we now know how to deal with it. There's ways of, of monitoring, there's ways of mitigating and I get that from a cloud point of view, we're getting into a very different kind of disaster scenario of uh, all eggs in one basket in a, in a different way. But to be fair, cloud is also designed to survive massive outages that it's my data really center based customers basket. couldn't. Hmm. It's a huge basket. And so my takeaway from this show and where I'd like to land the, the show from a personal note is that all is not lost we know how to deal with outages. We know how to deal with what this year is bringing us. And as much as we don't like what's happened, we've become more resilient as a result. And at least that's a good thing as a takeaway. I don't know how you guys feel about that. No, I think that's really a, agree. very important. I think it's, it's, it's important to reflect on the good things that have come out of it instead of just standing there with your arms crossed and 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 just you know shaking your head at the bad right because inevitably warren uncross your arms <laughs> i was thinking about that but i thought it would be like too like no wait maybe I should... uh so I, yes i think it's i think it's important to 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 kind of take that away i think um you know for many many organizations there's been a lot a lot of good has come out of it or at least a lot of positive right uh so so I think that's that's a that's a very very um, very important statement. My was what I'd like to kind of close on, I guess, where I kind of want to be is I want to I want to I want to say to the listener, uh, if you listen to this and you have 
areas that you're interested in, things that you want to hear us talk about, uh, topics you want us to explore, you want to come on the show and talk about something, um, you yeah. know, reach out to us on socials. I think that's the, you know, um, Twitter probably is the easiest, um, but uh, uh, at the cloud arc, reach out to us. Um, you know, we 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 love putting the show on and 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 you know, putting this together. But also without interest from the audience, it's just three guys talking, right? So yeah. that's kind of where I want to kind of leave off. And you know, we have some exciting things that we, we we're thinking about as far as. Um, you know, get future guests and future episodes. And hopefully once um, in-person events come back, uh, we might be able to, you know, I think celebrate that by doing something together as well, I think, which, you know, we've, we've certainly discussed and kicked around ideas. So um, yeah, reach out to us. You know, we love any feedback, um, unless it's negative feedback. No, I'm just kidding. We love any feedback. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's it for me, I think. Yeah, I think Warren. everybody just needs to keep being awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I feel like that's a gone, shirt you should get. <laughs> it is. Yes. What am I wearing today? Oh, it is. But uh, you know what? I think I think all in all, um, and I'm going to take it like really, really big now, hmm. is I guess everybody as a human race hasn't become terrible. Um, I think if we have to look at the entire global pandemic, in this one big massive basket like there's a lot of good that's come out of it i mean i know there's a lot of bad that has happened but there's also a lot of good that has sort of come out of it i think mm. people respect things a lot more and i think that you know just in general we're we're, we're very social human beings i'm just giving you guys a big mm. virtual hug and so we miss giving each other hugs, but also at the same token, we've invented technologies to try to fix the issue. And I think that that's very important for us to take away. And it's like Nick said, all hope is not lost. Yeah. And um, it's a great podcast that we guys, that we've put together over the years just by doing the things that we love. And I think it would be cool if people tell us what they love about it. So I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. Well, look, guys, this has been, this has been a lot of fun for me. Uh, you know, it's my, my morning so i'm kind of getting to kick my day off in a really uh positive positive note um but yeah we, we you know miss miss hanging out with you guys hopefully that'll be something Likewise. we get to do again soon and um oh yeah we'll we'll certainly uh catch up again for for another episode so until Definitely. then you know thanks again cheers guys good night y'all <laughs> hey everyone before you go just wanted to say thank you for listening we really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks please visit us at thearchitects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet we'd love to hear what you have to say at the cloud arc <laughs>